Hey everyone, welcome to Rooted and Grounded, a podcast where we like to have conversations about God, His Word, and things that really matter. And I'm Sean. And I'm Madison. And we are a couple youth who want to bring God glory in our conversations, in our lives. And so if you are a person who wants to do that as well, um, I love you. And... (laughs) I'm glad that you're here. We have a guest today again, and a good friend of mine. We've been we've been gone for a while at learning a lot of things, so I'm excited to talk about that today. So we'll get into that right after this. So for this month's guest, we have our friend Malin Byler with us. Hello. <laughs> um, Malin is someone that we've known for a long time. Kind of. I don't know when we first got to know you. Mm-hmm. Maybe Bible quizzing? Yeah, I think it was Bible quizzing. I don't know. It's probably five, six years ago. Probably yeah. something like that. Wow, Bible quizzing crazy. for a couple of years. But then Open Gate, like two years ago, is really kind of when we hit it off mm-hmm. to a certain extent. But it's honestly <laughs> almost more after Open Gate than mm-hmm. actually during Open Gate. And then mm-hmm. just random things the past couple years and especially since sean and i both started teaching Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. i feel like we've gotten a lot closer even just since that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah we've just we've all just run into each other a lot over the years and yeah you're you're someone that is friends with a lot of of our friends and so it just works out like that and we always love having good conversations with you so i know that we're both very excited to have you on today and i kind of feel like I kind of feel like Sean is a guest today, too. <laughs> I kind of feel like a guest right now, too. Uh, yeah. So Sean and Malin were both at summer term for the past few weeks, and they're actually going back. They just came home for a little weekend, and I was like, listen, we have to record for a little bit this weekend, please. So we have both of them on today, kind of talking about their experiences at summer term, what they're learning, um, and just kind of, yeah, some of the core things that they're taking away for that. <laughs> So oh. uh, I'll just I'll just quick explain a little bit. If you don't know um, what's ever, what this summer term is, so that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Malin have been at um, Faith Builders for the last couple of weeks for Faith Builders summer term. So Faith Builders is an educational program for teachers teaching, for the most part. You can go there for um, longer terms like two years, or you can just go for a short term like summer term, which is just five weeks, which is what we're doing. So. We've been we've been at this Faith Builders for the last two weeks. We've been doing a lot of classes. Every day seems like just a pour on of lots of good good stuff, good knowledge, and so yeah, we are excited to be able to have a little time to try to filter all that out mm-hmm. <laughs> and talk about it. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited to hear what you guys have to say today. Um, I think just because, Malin, you're a guest on here and our listeners, just to give our listeners kind of an idea of who you are, we're going to run through some of our beginning questions that we often give our guests. Mm-hmm. Um, first off is just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Yeah, first of all, very excited to be here today. Um, so, yeah, I would have grown up in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, so lived there till I was like 10 and then my family moved to western Pennsylvania, close to like Pittsburgh area. Uh, like I said, when I was like 10, it's part of a church outreach. 
And then this past August, so almost a year ago, I moved to Brooklyn, New York, where I started teaching um, at Followers of Jesus. So kind of gives you an idea of where I'm from. Mm -hmm. Um, And another thing is, what are you passionate about? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I would say one of the biggest reasons that I am teaching is kind of rooted in the whole idea of discipleship, and especially with younger, younger people. Um, so yeah, it's kind of been kind of been a passion of mine for a while, like even through high school, of seeing the ways that others impacted me, especially some older guys um, and p- some peers as well, but mostly some older guys I really looked up to, um, and mm-hmm. just like the amount that they invested into me on so many different levels, and feel like I grew a lot because of their investment in my life, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of always been a passion of mine to to i'm not sure how to say it but to invest into other younger guys and just younger people in general Mm -hmm. and i realize i'm still pretty young and all um but just just like the younger generation um that's i guess even younger than us yet Mm -hmm. and investing into them the same way that i feel like i've had the blessing of being invested into Mm -hmm. i love that yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. do you feel that there's any steps you've taken in the past year that god has called you or drawn you towards it more Mm -hmm. yeah i mean moving to brooklyn new york was definitely i guess one of those like very obvious steps that Mm kind of took um in regards to that so i'm going to back up a little bit one of the big reasons that i did move to or decided to move to um brooklyn new york where i'm teaching is so i was at ebi um like a year and a half ago and i took a class it was like a missions-based class that alan roth taught on missions and specifically on reach people groups and so it kind of gave me a really big vision um, and passion for reaching people who not only um, not specifically just like unreached people groups but people who have not had the opportunity to um, or who have not been brought up in a situation where where they've been mentored where they've been discipled and have had um, examples in their lives of people living just simply a living faith Mm -hmm. and so moving to brooklyn new york like i said that was a big step in that direction so i'm teaching at followers of jesus which is primarily um so there are some uh some of the students that had this past year would have been from the church but by far the majority of them would have been children from non-mennonite background homes Mm -hmm. so i taught fourth fifth and sixth grade this past year uh, I'll probably be teaching sixth and seventh grade this next year, so I guess that's kind of one thing that um, I've been doing as a yeah, kind of like stepping um, into that um, of hopefully being an example and um, being able to do some discipleship and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we've you're the we've had quite a bit of teachers on here, haven't we? I think four. We have. That's true. We've had Austin and Katrina and Brittany. Now you. So that's mm-hmm. kind of been a theme that's kind of <laughs> come th- through some of our episodes is teaching. And again, I highly recommend it to anyone out there. <laughs> <laughs> if you're feeling like God's maybe calling you towards that, it's amazing. It's a, it's, I've enjoyed it. And I know it's, I know it's not for everyone, but um, I feel the a lot of ways God has um, 
worked on me through it mm-hmm. has been an amazing um, part of my personal life. Mm-hmm. And so I resonate with you. <laughs> I know you taught for a little bit, Madison. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you resonate <coughs> as well. Yeah. Highly yeah. recommended. We have we just have a lot of friends that are teachers, and so I feel like that's why a lot of the people that we bring on here end up either currently or in the past or have some sort of experience in that area. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, and yeah. teaching's just one of the, I mean, many jobs that are out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And God God works through anything He leads us into crazy places mm-hmm. that we never thought we would ever be at or ever be able to do. So <laughs> yes, God's good. Through, through all situations. Mm-hmm. So kind of speaking of teaching and on that track, I guess I would like to ask you guys, what are you learning right now? Um, especially focusing on summer term and with you guys being there, what are some of the core things that you feel like are really impacting you right now? Yeah. I think one of the biggest things for myself, so I am taking, one of the classes I'm taking at Faith Builders, Uh, The title of the class is The Exceptional Learner. So you spend a lot of time talking about different learning disabilities and how that affects children. And it's been, like, one of the biggest things I've been learning through that is, so I think often we kind of have the mindset, or at least I know I do, uh, that when we do things like ministry, um, discipleship, things like that, when we're actively investing into other people's lives, we're very focused on their spiritual life, as we should be. And like I think that should be our main focus. But at the same time, too, I think it's like we have to focus on them as a whole person and not just their spiritual life. Like, And that factors into things like academically. For example, if a student has dyslexia or something like that, it's not really fair to just be like, oh, we're not going to worry about that because we're just focused on their spiritual life and how they're doing spiritually. Mm-hmm. Because their academic side, like how they're doing academically, like that really affects them spiritually because if they're struggling academically, they're going to lose confidence. They lose confidence, that's going to affect them socially, the way they interact with people, if they're lacking confidence. And then that's going to affect them emotionally as well if they're struggling socially. And obviously that's all built into who we are spiritually as a person. Mm -hmm. And so this whole idea of like discipling the whole person, um and what all that looks like in some very practical ways. That's been a really big thing I've been learning mm-hmm. of meeting the physical needs as well. And by meeting those physical needs, we are meeting them on a spiritual level mm-hmm. as well and not mm-hmm. separating so much of the physical and the spiritual. I think it's a lot more closely tied together than we often think about it, or at least I know for myself. Yeah, and that that applies to more than just teaching. But mm-hmm. like with that, I just thought of just showing them you care Mm-hmm. And that goes into, like, caring about their spiritual lives, but also caring about their needs outside of that. Not outside, but, like, their their physical needs, too, academic. And that goes with, like, the everyone you meet, especially, like, your church family, your friends. Like, you can, you can sometimes get into just that mode where you just think, oh, like, I'll pray for them. And you know, that God will help them. And because that's, that's, that's what we're worried about right now is their spiritual lives. And we are, I am very much, but also like reaching out and asking them, Hey, is there anything that I can help with? Is there anything physical that you need? Like, are there any needs that you have right now that I can help with? And that goes a lot with teaching, um, teaching students, Mm -hmm. because it's really easy to not care, Mm -hmm. I guess, or 
about their education as much as other things because it's 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 technically harder mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if that makes sense yeah so mm-hmm. i like the thought of even just how you mentioned like outside of teaching and just our interactions with the people in our church and the people in our small groups and and our friends and the people around us like i value i put hmm i think prayer is very important and it is vital mm-hmm. and and it is very good to pray for your friends if we truly believe it's that powerful then mm-hmm. we should mm-hmm. but i also agree that we should not neglect taking care of people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the other sense more than just oh i'll pray for you i guess it even like where jesus says like um the man who was naked and he needed clothing and you gave him clothing versus the ones that just i'll pray for you mm-hmm. um yeah and i don't i don't want that to just be out of my brain because um there was a couple of verses that we had to memorize for our principles of teaching class and it was ephesians 4 11 through 13, which is the verses where Paul says, and God gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. And, but it was for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, and for the edifying of the body of Christ. So I'm just, I'm saying that because that's that's where I was kind of getting that answer of, not just praying for them because it's not just it's not just the edifying but it's also the work of the ministry mm-hmm. it's the ministering mm-hmm. to others needs and it's also um the perfecting of the saints it's, it's you know and the fact that god didn't just give all pastors or all mm-hmm. teachers he gave mm-hmm. like he gave some bakers and he gave some <laughs> um construction mm-hmm. workers you know i don't that's probably taking that verse way out of context <laughs> but just not just not just um separating one part from all the others mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's what i had to think of yeah, yeah. kind of along that line too so like at a, going to a place like summer term like at faith builders right now you see so many different like you see so many good instructors and they all do a different thing well yes <laughs> and yeah. it's like some of them are really good at just teaching just general like teaching strategies like for example, the principles of teaching class. And then I'm taking, like I was saying earlier, like an exceptional learners class. And she's just really good at understanding how to meet people who have some learning disabilities. And then I know, Sean, you're taking like an early church history class as mm-hmm. well. And from what I've heard, he's really good at presenting history and mm-hmm. just like things like that yeah. and like what we can learn from it. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, snap, I want to do all of these things well. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like it's a little frustrating sometimes that I can't, for example, like, I can't go to college and just get a degree in everything, like get a history degree, get a mm-hmm. um, like school psychology degree, like all of that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's a little frustrating sometimes that you can can't do everything well. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of like and like at the end of First Timothy four, when Paul's talking to Timothy. And like he he's he's telling him you know that verse that we all know, um, let no man despise your youth. Be that example of bel- the believers in word and conversation, charity and spirit and faith and purity. And then until I come, devote yourself to public reading, scripture to exhortation, teaching. Do not neglect the gift you have, 
which was given you by prophecy when the council of elders laid your hands on you. So, not, not your hands, their hands. But, anyways, just that, that's kind of what I've been seeing and some of the teachers um, there have been telling that to us too, that we, we all have a gift in something. Mm-hmm. And you can't, uh, a phrase that I've heard multiple times from them is it's better to be, um, I guess just, I don't know if I can, if it's paraphrased this way or not, but to be really well learned in one area this is the context of teaching, like one area of teaching, than to be mediocre in all of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, like what you were saying, there's some like, like my teacher in history. He is he is he's really well. He does really well at presenting information and teaching. Like just mm-hmm. it's he has that he has that that glow and that just attention getter that you just want to listen. Mm-hmm. And then someone like Mr. Broad, he is so good outside of classroom interactions and just writing little notes on your papers Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. encouraging you um, being very like personal and so everyone just has that something that they're really passionate about Mm -hmm. and with with teaching and you have so many subjects there's there's a subject that you're passionate about and there's an area of teaching that you're also passionate about whether Mm -hmm. it's the students or the subjects or the style that you're doing it, you know, there's so many different things that go into that. So mm-hmm. that's a good thought. Yeah. So we've heard a little bit what you're thinking about a lot right now, Malin, and I would love to hear from you, Sean, as well, because I knew you had mentioned some of the things that were going through your head and yeah, I would love to get a little insight yeah. on that. It's just, the first thing is it's crazy when you go to a place like Faith Builders we are going to learn about teaching, mm-hmm. and then you learn about so much more than just teaching. For one, um, I just noticed that a lot of a lot about the things we're learning about teaching applies to a lot of the areas in my life mm-hmm. more than just teaching. Whether it's just going out, um, hanging out with my friends, and like my relationships with them, and telling people about Jesus—that's a big thing. Um, like discipling our students and seeing them as made in the image of God and wanting them to be like kind of the spiritual side you were talking about earlier. And so I've really enjoyed that. I've really enjoyed how God's been working in my life in a lot of areas than other than just teaching. And another thing is, let me think, it's, there's so much knowledge for one thing that's I feel like it's getting poured onto mm-hmm. onto us from each class. Um, a couple, my one class, my early church history class I'm taking, has helped me to to see my life, and this doesn't have to do much with teaching, which <laughs> um, seeing my life not as comparing it with the past and saying, I wish I was back there, or I wish I was like that, instead of looking back, or instead of viewing it like that, instead, looking back and seeing, what can I learn? What good did I do that I can learn 
and do that? And what mistakes did I make or did the past make like the early church and learn from that as well? And it's just been, it's really been good for me. Um, I feel like I've been very grounded a lot the last two weeks and a lot of areas, but being grounded in knowing that Jesus is here right now. He wasn't just with the early church back in the book of Acts, but he's with us now. Um, we are still called to live faithfully. We're still called to live for him from um, from when he called us to back in Matthew 28. So, I don't know, that doesn't have much with teaching. <laughs> That's okay. But that definitely, I mean, the teaching side, so many good things, so many practical um, techniques, procedures that um, I've never used. I've just kind of won it in the last few years <laughs> of teaching. Yeah, you're and not so, alone. why do you look so perplexed? Did you, you won it? Well, I... I feel you've been winging it. He's winged it. Is wong not a word? I don't think wong is a word. But like you're talking like the past of wing. You I guys are teachers. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. it was hey. funny. Speaking of this, uh, one of my reflection papers in one of the classes, I wrote the word um, winged like in that context. Yeah. And I forget what it was, but like Google Docs didn't recognize the word, and so I was like, oh snap, this probably isn't a word. <laughs> but there's, but it's one of those words that there's literally like no other word that can. Like, well, you know not long. Like, sing, yeah. sung? No, Sean, no. But Wing. Moose meat. It's got to be all oh. the same. I can't no. believe this. Our teaching episode, and this is what we get, is but I wung something You once. understood what I meant, right? I, well, it threw me off. Okay. <laughs> My bad. But yes, I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> so what I was saying was, in the past, I've been just kind of going off winging it winging it yes if you want to use technical terms and yes um it's been an impeccable couple of years so but also i feel i feel very motivated for one thing mm -hmm. <laughs> i cannot wait until the school year starts same but just because now the last two years i felt like i was coming into the school year and just wasn't quite sure about some things and just was kind of like, oh, we'll just the, the problems will come and we'll just take them as they go. But now I feel a little bit more, okay, I can mm -hmm. kind of yeah. see the problems now. Mm -hmm. Or at least some of them, not all of them, for sure not all of them, but some of the bigger mm -hmm. ones, especially with the first couple weeks of school, mm -hmm. I can be prepared and excited so I can focus on um, the other little things that matter. So mm -hmm. I like that. And that kind of ties into another question that I wanted to ask was – so going from here, you guys are hearing all the things, you're learning all the things. How are you going to practically apply them to your classrooms next year or in this coming year, I guess? One thing, this might be a little bit disconnected, but I think it'll tie together. Anyway, um, in, so in the exceptional learning class, uh, the teacher made a statement about sometimes encouragement just isn't enough. He's like, just kind of brutally honest. And right at first, I was just like, I, okay, so... Encouragement is like a really big thing, and I like I don't want to be here undermining the importance of encouragement, but sometimes encouragement 
simply isn't enough. I mean, like, if you have a guy trying to cut a tree down with his scissors, like, regardless of how much you try to encourage him, like, that's obviously not going to work. Anyway, with that being said, so going into this next year, and especially, like, having a few students that I know are struggling with certain learning disabilities or whatever it may be, struggling in some kind of way, I've always just kind of been under the impression that they just need more encouragement. They just need they just need more one-on-one time, like whatever. And realizing that sometimes like that's not the case. So I think kind of with that being said, I think good intentions, like you can have good intentions, but sometimes just simply good intentions isn't enough. Mm-hmm. Because if I have good intentions, I encourage my students and that kind of thing. But I think I need to be driven by like this deep sense of love and compassion for them. And out of that love and compassion for them, that's going to drive me to for example, educate myself more on how can I actually help them in very practical ways. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you have various different things, for example, like ADHD, dyslexia, autism. It's like, how do you effectively help students with that have certain learning disabilities? And so I think just like educating, continuing to grow in those areas of knowing how to help my students effectively and um, being able to like implement specific things as far as you know this is going to help them it kind of comes back to what i was saying at the beginning too sometimes it feels like there's such a disconnect it's like okay i hope this student to read better like what does that actually help them (laughs) in the long run like so be it they can get a job (laughs) at duncan for example they don't have to know how to read all that well kind of thing (laughs) but it's just like the whole thing of Okay, so that was no slam against anybody that works at any coffee shop or anything. <laughs> but 90% of the Mennonite population. Right, right, yeah. And they all can't read. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, no, anyway. Kind of comes back to what I was saying earlier about discipling the whole person and not just focusing on the spiritual aspect of them. It's like, mm-hmm. whatever, but like really do need to be discipling the whole person. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of my biggest takeaways, I think, so of realizing how the physical and the spiritual are actually like very connected mm-hmm. and helping them on a physical level is going to grow them spiritually as well mm-hmm. yeah. yeah my biggest takeaway this first two weeks is just the thought that as a teacher's responsibility it is our responsibility to make sure our students are learning and that we're not just teaching because <laughs> mm-hmm. teaching is more than just speaking and talking and getting up in front and presenting a lesson and making it awesome and look cool and everything and use big words. And if the students aren't actually learning anything, then that's a failure on our part. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to like think about this in like a illustration kind of way. And <laughs> oh no! <laughs> well, I was I, a thought came up, and this is not anything against chiropractors. Oh no! <laughs> but I just remember I I started going to a chiropractor when I was like ten years old, twelve years old, or something like that. It's pretty young because I have scoliosis. If you know what that is, my spine's kind of curved a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I would I started going to a chiropractor, and I would go in, and he would set me on the on the bench or the the bed, and he would twist me one way, twist me another way, and use that little popping thing, just pop, 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 pop. And then he was done. That's what he did every single time I went. And then I would stand up and say, do you feel better? And I'd be like, yeah. I didn't really, couldn't really tell a difference. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, it's fine. 
And he did that every... I I mean, I went there maybe 20 times or something like that. And he basically did the same thing every single time. And I didn't really feel like... Maybe it was helping me. Maybe my back was getting better, but I didn't really feel like it. And so I kind of dreaded going there, being a 12-year-old. It was kind of boring. But <laughs> anyways, later... So after we moved, we moved back to Ohio then, after I was 12, and I, my, one of my family doctors noticed that I had scoliosis, I hadn't been going to the chiropractor, so she was, she was like, oh, I can kind of see your shoulders aren't aligned, so you should probably go and get that checked out, and so I did. So I was at a new chiropractor, and immediately I went in, and he's like, oh, like, why are you here? Like, do you have any problems? Is there anything I need to worry about? Like, yeah, I have scoliosis. He's like, oh, sweet. So he looks at it, and like does a couple procedures it was completely different and then he's like oh this is going to need a little bit more than just my adjustments you're going to need some therapy and so he it was a different approach and all of a sudden instead of just him going in there and doing what he learned and just doing the routine and then sending me out instead he asked questions and saw what my need was what my problem was and then he realized that the normal procedure, the normal chiropractor thing, wasn't going to be enough. And so he changed his style of teaching a little bit. <laughs> Not teaching, <laughs> but he changed his style a little bit. Mm -hmm. And the therapy actually worked really well. And my spine is mostly straight now, <laughs> which, I'm, which I'm grateful for. So I just kind of, that's kind of what I thought of. Um, because as a teacher, you can just, you can bring your students up for a class and you can, it can be about language arts or math or whatever. And you teach about predicate nominatives and you read off all these things and have them read them off. And then you send them back. And then they do a quiz and they get them all wrong. You're like, oh, we did a whole lesson on this. Come on. Why didn't you get that right? And it's just that, you know, you can't just expect each one to come in and do your couple cracks and pops and expect that to work. You have to actually ask questions. See, is this working? Are you learning? Like... Does this make sense? And so that's that was just one one big thing that I noticed because I can look back at last years I've been teaching a couple of my lessons, uh, my classes that I've had, and I can um, see in ways that I could have definitely been better at just making sure that they're learning and not just going up and talking mm -hmm. <laughs> and then expecting that to work, mm -hmm. you know, expecting them to just instantly transfer my knowledge to their heads just by talking. Mm-hmm. I have to hand it to you. That might be your best illustration yet. Because <laughs> we've had Not a better couple. better than the cake? <laughs> oh, my oh. gracious. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, take what you can get. <laughs> but well, no, thanks, I, I really, I really appreciate that. Because I feel like we've all known what it's like to be the student that's sitting in class and watching other people getting it and being like, I have no idea because mm -hmm. it is not clicking. Mm -hmm. And so I appreciate seeing you guys yeah, like understanding that and realizing what it's like and taking the initiative in those situations. Yeah, and it's harder to say than to do. It's, it's really... easier to say than... No, yeah, I said that. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier to say it than to do it mm -hmm. because it's easy to, to go a place like summer term or something like that, and mm -hmm. you hear that, and you're like, yes, I want to do it, and then you get home, mm -hmm. and you go right back to what you've done the last couple of years. So mm -hmm. it's hard to... It's it's easier to say it than to do it, but I do definitely f 
feel motivated, encouraged to implement that into my life mm-hmm. and teaching and maybe in other ways too. I don't know if that can apply to other areas as well. But because mm-hmm. sometimes you can just assume that these people feel loved by you, but in reality, they're like, oh, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that makes any sense, but. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say I very much identify too because it, honestly, right now it feels like, dude, next school year everything's just gonna go perfectly well. Like, <laughs> you know, it's gonna be easy. Yeah, it's set. It's set this beautiful picture in front of us. Yeah, yeah. This is what our classroom's gonna be this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, like, but in issue leather, like, it's so much harder to mm-hmm. actually know what that looks like on a daily basis of mm-hmm. just like really investing into your students, investing into their lives and stuff. It's it's not that you don't want to, but sometimes it's hard to know what that looks like. Yeah. That's been, mm-hmm. honestly, that's been one of my biggest things is like the whole time, it's like I want to invest into people. I want to invest into my students, but just to be like brutally honest, sometimes, sometimes I don't know what that looks like to mm-hmm. invest and stuff, but. Mm-hmm. And like, just like, so I'm not, I'm not trashing my chiropractor. I had an <laughs> like, like he was a great guy, but because sometimes we're doing that and we think that's working. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's, that's like our, our, our way of teaching is working, mm-hmm. but yeah, sometimes it just takes an older, wiser man <laughs> to come in and just say, Hey, you need to work better on this because mm-hmm. it's not actually working mm-hmm. or to just ask the student, like, how's it going? Is, is, are you, are you getting this? Is it completely lost? Cause we can also just it's easy to just make X's mm-hmm. and then just mm-hmm. say, oh, they'll get it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. once they correct it a couple of times, it'll, it'll make sense. But mm-hmm. It is hard to implement it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So coming around to kind of our final question for our episodes, um, since Sean, you're kind of <laughs> acting as a guest here today instead of a host, I guess we'll ask you this question too. Okay. Um, so going for both of you, if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would it be? Mine, I'd say, you are loved. <laughs> I wish I would have believed that when I was younger, more than I did. And something that's kind of stirred me in that thinking recently is our family just got um, a little, we're taking care of a little foster baby right now, mm-hmm. just for a couple of weeks. And there's something about that. There's something about bringing in someone you have never met, who doesn't have any connection to you at all, and bringing someone like that in, especially like a little child, and then simply just loving them because they're a person and they matter. Mm-hmm. It is an amazing thing to feel. And so I just, yeah, if, like, if you're listening, if you're not, you are loved by, if you know me, um, you're loved by me, doesn't matter. Um, sometimes I can stew away, especially, well, no, even now, I can think to myself, Oh, like, do people actually love me? You know, mm-hmm. 
there's that that thought always pop that fear always pops in your head and you know you are loved mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and let that change you mm-hmm. I want it to change me too um, the fact that God can love us um, like love we were talking about this yesterday loving loving us even though we make mistakes <laughs> mm-hmm. like a father loves his son mm-hmm. even when his son accidentally chops up his favorite tool with a lawnmower you know mm-hmm. <laughs> doesn't change the fact that he's his son mm-hmm. and I'm still trying to learn that still trying to let God um, or let my view of God be like that just a loving father so yeah mm-hmm. yeah I was just going to add that to a little bit I feel like on this earth, like, we kind of get that idea of a father loves his children regardless of what they do. Like, that love for them doesn't really change regardless of what they do. And yet it's so hard to understand, or at least I know for myself, is, like, understand that that's the love of the father for us. That's the love of God for us. Mm-hmm. That, and, and even on, like, so much more of a perfect love level, I guess you can say, of it doesn't yes like he wants us to obey him but that doesn't change his love for us and yeah mm-hmm. so what would be your piece of advice for a mm-hmm. younger person yeah or your younger self I guess. my younger self yeah there's a couple of things that i had thought about a little bit but i think one thing that i know i really struggled with growing up was Okay, like social pressures and wanting to make sure you fit in and all of that stuff. And sadly, I still really struggle with that and all. But mm-hmm. I guess what I would tell my younger self is like just pursue Jesus, pursue Jesus, and pursue Jesus. Nothing else matters as much as that. It's just like pursuing Christ and your relationship with him. Um, I'm not sure like what else to say in regards to that, but... The verse that's really been sticking out to me recently is in Matthew where he talks about seeking after Christ, like seeking you're going to find. It's not like maybe you're going to find him if you get lucky, if you get Jesus on a good day kind of a thing, but like Mm -hmm. you're going to find him. And I found that to be so true that as we pursue Christ, like he is always there. He is there as a father, as a friend, as our advocate. Yeah, just to just to like always, always be pursuing Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, never gonna regret that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree, and I appreciate you guys' words so much because, uh, yeah, sometimes I really do wish I could give my younger self advice. <laughs> Uh, and I'm sure I'll look back at me now in however many years and, and, and see all of the ways that I should have grown and changed and the things that I should have realized. But mm-hmm. I appreciate you guys' words an awful lot. And I guess we've kind of reached the end of the episode. So I thank you both. I I don't even know how to do this, Sean. <laughs> it's <laughs> been fun being you. a guest for one episode. So. <laughs> it's a strange, like, yeah in between of being a host and a guest this is, for you. This has been your show anyway. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Shaw. Oh my goodness. No, it's not how I feel. I promise. Oh my word. I'm so glad that you guys were able to come on here, able to take a little bit of time out of your busy term schedule. Um, we're so happy to have you around for this weekend. And yeah, it was a really good episode. I really enjoyed hearing that for everyone listening. Thank you so much for listening. We were so glad to have you this time. And I hope you know, like Sean said, that you are loved. Have a wonderful week.